right, here we are, everyone. Welcome back to one final pre-draft episode of The Bills Beat. And however you are finding us, whether it be on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, one of these days soon, um, just thank you all for, uh, for listening to us and, you know, helping us make our new feed as successful as it is. So, uh... Without further ado, Matthew Fairburn of NewYorkUpstate.com here with me as always. Matthew, I mean, what a whirlwind, like 24 hours since the last time we recorded. I mean, we actually started the podcast talking about Sam Darnold going one. We ended the podcast after Mary Kay Cabot's report about, uh, you know, whether or not it's down to Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. And lo and behold, this morning, everything has shifted to Baker Mayfield going first overall and, you know, we kind of pointed to the Eric Fisher draft, 2013, when you didn't really know until the day of that it was Eric Fisher. Here we are. It's looking like Baker Mayfield's going one. Props to Mary Kay. Yeah. I mean, you know, she was on it pretty early, but this is sort of how it happens and mm-hmm. how it leaks out there. And I think once the Browns realized, all right, we're going to stay put and there's not too much left to gain, right. you know, on draft day, what else do you have to gain? really by keeping it a secret that's how this sort of trickles out there but it's amazing that yesterday baker mayfield was something like 12 to 1 in vegas to be the number one pick and now he's the odds on favorite i mean you can follow vegas lines pretty closely sometimes not early uh, in the draft process Mm -hmm. but definitely as you get close to it usually they know and so it looks like Baker Mayfield is going to be the number one pick, which I know. when I woke up this morning, did not think that was going to be the case. But a lot has changed and a lot, you know, happens really quickly on draft day. So that certainly shakes up the first round in a way I hadn't really thought about until or since a couple months ago. Probably. I know it. I know. And it's it's crazy to think about as to how it might actually affect the Bills. I mean, we, we talked a bit about it, how it might not be the greatest for them, but, uh, you know, all in all, it's just, it, it's, it makes this draft that much more unpredictable. And that's, that's what we loved about this year, because, you know, the, this whole time it's been Darnold, then it was Allen, and then eh, sneaking right in in the final 24 hours, how about a little bit Baker Mayfield? And even last night, the winds were kind of changing a little bit. I remember around like 1030 at night. I saw um, my old coworker at WGR, Mike Shope, tweet out some updated odds on who would go first overall. And Baker Mayfield, the money shifted to him dramatically last night. And that, that was perhaps a, a good indicator because now it seems like everyone upon everyone is slotting in Baker Mayfield as the first overall pick. Even Like we said yesterday, Mel Kuyper, who has had Josh Allen at number one overall the whole time. He now has Baker Mayfield in his final mock draft. That's a pretty good indicator. Josina Anderson's basically reporting that uh, that Baker Mayfield is heading to the Cleveland Browns. And then, you know, even the first one that I saw with Baker officially to, um, to the Browns, well, Peter Schrager tweeted about it, that he was hearing about it. Adam Schefter did the same a little bit later. And then Daniel Jeremiah had it in the mock draft for the first time at NFL Network. So, you know, it's this is all, it's all happening. And so now the big question is, how does it affect the Buffalo Bills? Because now, if Baker Mayfield does, in fact, go first overall to the Cleveland Browns, like everyone is expecting, who does... Uh, that means Sam Darnold is still on the board. That means, you know, Josh Rosen is still on the board. Josh Allen is still on the board. And the Jets, 
who only traded up to three might be in a spot if the Giants do what we think they're going to do and not trade down where they could get the guy that we thought they were going to tank for all along, Sam Darnold. It's kind of remarkable to think about. Well, the other report out there that makes the top five to ten picks really interesting is that Diana Rossini is reporting that the Giants, after all this, are actually willing to trade down. And there's some chatter that the Broncos might be willing to come up if Sam Darnold's still on the board. Now, that's a trade scenario I think that actually makes sense for the Giants because Mm -hmm. everything they've talked about doesn't sound like a team that would trade all the way back to 12 with the Bills, but at five to the Broncos, if they jump up and get Sam Darnold, that's really bad news for the Bills. That is because that takes away a potential trade partner at five and it makes it so that you're probably looking at Mayfield, Darnold, and Rosen because the two that were most connected to the Jets were Rosen and Mayfield. Mm -hmm. They had Sam Darnold in for a late visit. And again, all of this stuff, you know, we talk about it a lot and everybody says, oh, just, you know, it's nobody knows anything. But when the Bills flew out to LA for a late workout with Sam Darnold and the Jets had Darnold in, for a late visit. Perhaps they knew. It was a clue uh, that maybe number one wasn't set in stone for Sam Darnold. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, two through six get really interesting because basically every pick besides the Jets has been talked about as potentially up for sale in some shape or form, including number four with the Browns. So a lot of options, a lot of different ways this could play out. Some of them not very good for the Bills, but a few potentially good options for them if they play their cards right. Yeah, I I think it really boils down to how much are you willing to give up to go get Sam Darnold? Because I think you and I have both been pretty consistent that we believe if they had their druthers, they would go up and get Sam Darnold over anybody else in this quarterback class just because the personality fit is there. Uh, perhaps an on-the-field fit is there as well. A guy with a lot of potential, still only 20 years old. I think all in all, he would be a guy that they really would like to target. But the matter of fact is they are still sitting at 12 and 22, of course. But And if the Giants, like in the scenario you said, end up talking with the Broncos about the Broncos potentially flipping up, I mean, do the Bills have the horses here in draft capital to keep up? I mean, they do, but they would have probably have to part with a whole lot more. And perhaps they would have to get creative and, you know, have a three-team deal uh, that, that might end up or doing the old double jump, whether it be trade up first with the Colts or trade up first with the, the Buccaneers or trade up first with the Cleveland Browns and then use that pick you just accrued at four, six, or seven to jump up to two to get Darnold, but it would cost a lot. It would probably cost the majority of your day one and two draft, and it might just end up costing you next year's first round pick. And at that point, judging based off what Jeff Darlington of ESPN had reported yesterday after his conversation with GM Brandon Bean, you know, I just don't know if if they would be willing to part with that next year's first, because I think Bean is probably pretty realistic about his roster, where it's headed. Perhaps, you know, maybe not having everything in order going into the season to where they might sense a regression is coming. 
And perhaps that pick next year becomes a dynamite one that they could really use to build around this franchise quarterback that they pick up this year. So how much is Sam Darnold worth it to them? That's something they really have to look in the mirror and ask themselves because they might have to try and move to earth to go to go do it. And that's where things get complicated. That's where it's not a simple case of ranking the quarterbacks and deciding which ones you think are worth the first round grade or the second round grade. It's a lot more complicated. It's, okay, which of these guys are worth moving here for? Which of these guys are worth moving to five or six? And you know that. And what price are we willing to pay to move to those various spots, which is where things get complicated. Now, are the Broncos, again, it's draft day, it's draft week. A lot of misinformation gets out there. This time last year, there were people around the league talking about Deshaun Watson to the Jaguars. Didn't happen. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that that seems to trickle out on draft day around the league as, you know, the rumor mill gets going. Are the Broncos putting that out there to try mm-hmm. to coax the Bills right. even more into moving up? Sure. You know, is John Elway really sold on this quarterback class? Again, all of this you get answers to when guys actually are forced to make these picks or, you know, their actions will speak louder than than their words. But the fact of the matter is, it's not even about who has more capital. It's about the fact that I don't know that the Giants want to move down farther than five. Mm-hmm. They could move to five and still get Saquon Barkley, assuming the Browns don't take him at four. So that's a pretty good situation to be in. You can move down to five and say, we're going to get Barkley or Chubb and be happy with either one right. and pick up more draft picks in the process to fill more holes. That's probably in their eyes, a better situation than getting 12, 22 and even next year's one. So would they part with next year's one to get Sam Darnold? Maybe, but it might not matter. That might be a moot point because number two might not be for sale for them. Or perhaps, you know, maybe they just think to themselves, Hey, we really like Sam Darnold, but as we talked about in past episodes, Bean has guys in, in his corner in the organization to probably prevent him from, going off the ledge a little bit with giving up a little bit too much to get a guy they might really covet. Now, there is the school of thinking that that says, hey, if you like a guy and think he has a chance to be your franchise quarterback, there is no such thing as too much. But I think with Bean, maybe maybe there is here, um, just based on what was said to Jeff Darlington yesterday. So then, if it's not Darnold, if Darnold is on the board past three, then I think it gets really interesting, and I think they might pony up a little bit more than maybe they would have, or maybe it was maybe it's not next year's first, or they would just give up more than they probably would have for the fourth overall pick than before all of this kind of came down. If it's not Darnold, then let's say Darnold goes three to the Jets. Then you've got Allen, and you've got Josh Rosen. We'll get into Josh Rosen a bit, but I think there is a very compelling discussion to be had here about Josh Allen because. Before yesterday, I would have, in fact, I sat here and I said, hey, I think the Bills might really like this guy, both from an on-the-field and an off-the-field standpoint. However, I know it was when he was a 16-year-old, the tweets, but from that perspective, NFL owners are very conservative when it comes to that stuff and ticking people off and, you know, just alienating certain sections of the fan base and I don't know if it's going to cost him but it's a conversation every single team is going to have so from a Bills perspective from the owner's 
Terry and Kim Pagula from head coach Sean McDermott, who is trying to create this culture. If And we've even seen former players tweet out, you know, like things about, yeah, Josh Allen, after reading Josh Allen's tweets and, uh, you know, him trying to acclimate himself to a locker room. Like, that might be at least a little bit of a problem to start with. And I just don't know how much it will impact his standing with the Bills in particular. Because, you know, McDermott is a very conservative guy by nature. Uh, doesn't really put himself out on a limb too much. But I think, you know, everything besides the tweets that came out the last day screams that Josh Allen would be a, a Bills type of guy. So what do they do here? I mean, it's such a, it's such a, you know, an expansive and compelling discussion because we saw it with Laramie Tunsil a few years ago where that picture came out, you know, right before the draft started and he tanked. He tanked in that draft. He would have been a top five pick and had not been, been for that. And he ended up with the Dolphins, I think, at 13. So how much does this affect Josh Allen and how much does this affect a team thinking to themselves, well, we really need to move a lot of assets to go up and get that guy because now perhaps he might drop a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting conversation. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo's old tweets pop up. Yeah, uh, but those were funny. Those like, were mostly just, you know, screwball stuff. For instance, like stupid o- lyrics. OMG, Mustafa just died. Like most of it was stupid. <laughs> There's a pretty... Mufasa, uh, I'm sorry. Mufasa, there's a pretty ridiculous old Carson Wentz tweet that circulated at one point. Um, graphic in nature, not safe for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the first time uh, that this has happened. How much should... Well, I guess where I want to start is number one, and maybe Josh Allen shouldn't you know, pin it on somebody, but... What are you doing if you're Josh Allen's agent? Mm -hmm. You've seen it happen before, even after the national championship in basketball. uh, You know, one of the players' old tweets, you know, started coming out. We've seen this happen time and time again. All agents should be deleting existing social media. Old tweets. Especially because, like, you and I didn't have Twitter when we were that age. Correct. I didn't have it until I was in college. I so, joined it with the purpose at the 2009 NFL Combine with the purpose of tweeting about football stuff. And it, it's never changed since then. But like you, and that's, to your point, and a that's lot of these the, guys don't have that. When, you know, I, I think I got on Twitter in like 2010, 2011 when I was in college starting to do reporting stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you it was a tool for that. But around that time is when it really started to take off. And... These kids that are getting drafted now were all high schoolers tweeting dumb stuff to their friends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not to excuse some of the the content in Josh Allen's tweets. But again, he was, you know, 16 years old. My other. But yeah, if you're his agent, I mean, he's got CAA. He's got a big agency. I think that's a little ridiculous that those tweets weren't deleted. How about the reporter he called first? Who did he call? Stephen A. He did call Stephen A. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the other part of this is I have a hard time thinking that people didn't know about this before. Yeah. If you're the Bills and you've done your homework, I think you should know that this stuff is out there. It sounds like people in the NFL knew at least, 
you know, this couldn't have been the first time one of these tweets got retweeted. So you probably should have already known. So then there's the Adam Schefter theory, which I'm not really buying into that a team leaked it so that he would fall. I don't know if I'm totally buying that. Or maybe somebody on Twitter just went back, searched and found it. And then it got, it became a mess. Right. But it's interesting. I don't know that if you do all this work and you really think a guy's a franchise quarterback that mm-hmm. you should say, oh, those tweets. Like, but, I mean, I mean, they are bad. They're pretty bad. Yeah. And you know that if you're Brandon Bean and you pick that guy, you're walking out, and five minutes later, you have to answer questions about those tweets. Exactly. And I mean, that's not a reason necessarily to not pick a guy that you think is a franchise quarterback, but it's part of the equation. And if it's a, it's part of the stigma around the pick that you make. I mean, for you know, fair or not to Josh Allen, this is now a thing. And I mean, when you have old tweets, and again, he's 16 years old. I get that, and he was probably just young and dumb, probably regrets it quite a bit, just like any any of us have things that we've regretted that we've done in our path in our past. But that said, I mean, he is going to be the face of a franchise, and these tweets, even if he was sixteen, were racially insensitive. They were they, they used a homophobic slur. I mean, this is it's not as though it's just like innocent lingo it there's some pretty raunchy stuff in there and you know i think a lot of teams are probably looking at this and going well how do we sell that how is this guy going to be our face of the franchise and if there's already a huge backlash with josh allen as it is right now again i know i know it's probably just him being young and stupid and not doing all those things but these are conversations, million-dollar conversations, job-changing conversations that teams have to have, and the Bills have to be having it. I mean, because it's a quarterback. Because it's a quarterback. I think that the whole makes game all has changed. I think that makes all the difference in the world. And you think you know these guys throughout the pre-draft process, and I'm sure they have intel on him. And again, I'd be somewhat surprised if they didn't know about these tweets i really feel like you should know about. sure these. but now they're out but now it's public so that's a different a different issue and if they pick him they are answering questions about that that is becoming the focus and again it will happen and there will be people out there that will jump down our throats because we're taken away from the moment because of tweets and yada yada but but it's a story it's it's a national story quite it's, literally everyone on Twitter in NFL draft Twitter was at at some point you know taking it in seeing it responding to it i mean there are a lot of opinions that have been formed about him based on 5-year-old tweets fair or not that's what's happening here and that's what a franchise is going to have to deal with and the other aspect of this is that you know, in the locker room because we're talking about a quarterback and a guy who has to be the leader in that room. And, you know, how do players respond to him? How do, um, you know, different uh, guys in the room, you know, rally behind him? Uh, Is it an issue for them? Maybe it wouldn't be. I'm not really, you know, I don't know Josh Allen well enough personally to, you know, say what type of kid he is or, you know, what type of 
you know, upbringing he had or any of, of that stuff that would, you know, lead you to draw conclusions about a guy. The Bills do, but the Bills are also the ones that are going to be taking this guy and putting him on on billboards, putting him on tickets, putting his jersey out there, you know, in the in the pro shop. This and, will quite literally end up being, even if he falls to 12, the earliest the franchise has ever taken a quarterback. Bar none. He will be your highest drafted, most probably your highest profile draft pick ever. Yes. And to have that attached to him, it's it's something worth considering. Mm-hmm. Again, though, if I'm Brandon Bean, and look, we've said that that's probably not the guy we would trade up for if right. we were running the front office to begin with, tweets or no tweets. If you're Brandon Bean and you've come to the conclusion that that guy's at the top of your board or number two on your board or whatever it may be. Of course. The fact that these tweets came out, you know, do you pass on them? Mm-hmm. And, you know, six years from now, he's a franchise quarterback. And you say the, the tweets, though. Yeah. You know, so that's, no, I get it. that's the battle you're dealing with. Is, I get you it. know, there's both sides of this or, where if you've graded this guy and you've spent uh, – pro day you've spent you had him in for dinner and and a workout or whatever it was at at the uh at the facility here in orchard park you've talked to everybody you know about this kid and his teammates love him and all this you know this is like a a plot from the movie draft day right here that you (laughs) know tweets are coming out who went to his birthday party let's find that out uh before before they make the i think i think we could tell Uh, no i think really it's if they like him, they like him regardless, and they'd be willing to put up with it. But I think the it, optics, though. Now, you know? now it it might be a question of if they were intending on trading up for him, how much are they willing to give up for him? How high do they think they need to get up in the order in order to select him? And does this now help Josh Rosen at at any point? I mean. I, I didn't think we would we would uh, have a new topic to talk about with these quarterbacks, but here it is, slapping us both right across the face. I mean, for you know whether again if it's fair or not, this is going to be a thing that follows Josh Allen immediately after he gets drafted, and you know at some point teams just have to look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves if they're comfortable with it, and that's what the Bills have to do. You know, I I think. They probably still would trade up for him just because I think, you know, what he's grown to be and what uh, all the potential that he has, I think that could be in line with what the Bills might be looking for. However, how much are you willing to give up for him? Like in my in my final mock draft, I had the Cardinals move up from 15 to 5 to go get him. And the reason that they got him was because they were willing to offer next year's first. And we've discussed this. That might not be something Brandon Bean is willing to do in this draft because of all of the draft capital that they have. Any future one could be viewed as more valuable than 22. 22. Absolutely. Just because, I mean, simple, you know, odds tell you that. Yep. The probability that odds are, you know, better that it'll be better than 22 as opposed to worse. You just have a better chance of that happening. Correct. You have a 21 out of 32 chance that it will be better. (laughs) And given the, you know, randomness of the NFL, okay, maybe if you get the Patriots pick, you're saying, okay, it's probably going to be worse than 22. Sure. But same with the Saints. Same with the Saints. But 
pretty much any other team, you can say mm-hmm. it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So especially the Cardinals who stink. So I think a future one, if if they're not willing to part with it, all of a sudden the whole they've got more capital than anybody flies out the window because 22 isn't necessarily the most valuable chip that they have at the moment. So if they're willing to part with the future one, I think they could get any quarterback they want that the Browns don't pick. But, you know, if they're not, then, you know, it makes things a little bit more complicated. And, hey, maybe the maybe the Josh Allen tweets save them from themselves. And they perhaps maybe if two guys are real close on your board, you know, maybe it bumps the other guy up. Maybe Josh Rosen becomes the guy. Because Good segue. I think, you know, it's kind of funny how this – you know the the PR portion of this draft. I feel like Josh Rosen has made a late push. Mm-hmm. He's kind of winning the the PR battle. He this absolutely week. is. And it's funny because at the beginning of this, he he was definitely losing it. And when he got to college, he definitely was not winning that that battle. So, hey, I mean, I don't. It's interesting, right? Because you know, there's probably going to be a, a portion of the fan base that. You know, we'll dig up the, you know, Rosen wearing the F Trump hat on the golf course or, you know, and not like that pick. So mm-hmm. you're not going to please everybody. But right. uh, recency has a bit of a, a factor here. And last night, this morning, the talk of, I mean, it was the lead story on ESPN debate, mm-hmm. whether it should have been, if you want, because there were some other cool things that happened in sports last night. But the NFL so, is king. Yep. Um, and. I think, you know, the fact that that's your lead story in the sports world is this guy's tweets that are pretty offensive. Well, it's been it's been a three-month culmination on this thing that everyone has talked about all day, every day, and now there is a completely new factor. It's somewhat volatile, so yeah, and like you said, NFL is king, so it's going to it's going to rule the roost. Um so, after the Josh Allen discussion, this brings us to Josh Rosen. Now, again, with the for instance that Baker goes one, like it seems like it's going to happen. Uh, Sam Darnold goes three. Do you try and move up for Allen? Or do you just wait a little bit longer on Rosen? Because you don't have to deal with these questions about him as a person now. And furthermore, I mean... I really sat back and thought about it last night, Matthew, when thinking about exactly what the Bills might do. Josh Allen has been linked to the Bills a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. He is the most linked of those quarterbacks to the Bills than anyone else. And I sat back and thought, well, why? Who, for what reason, is he being linked to the Bills? And then I thought about the circle of trust of at, over at one bills drive it's a non-leak environment over there and i'm not sure anyone knows what the hell they're talking about with with what the bills might do brandon bean probably knows sean mcdermott probably knows the pagulas probably know and heck maybe joe shane the assistant gm knows other than that i'm not convinced anyone knows or that they told anyone because i don't think any one of those guys or in or kim pagula are of the type to leak that stuff, especially when it comes to drafting the most important pick in franchise history, potentially. So from that perspective, I just think to myself, back to 
what Brandon Bean always talked about. What does he look for in a franchise quarterback? And at the end of the day, it came down to what he likes most. And that's the ability to win from the pocket. So for all of the links to Josh Allen, I think there is just as strong of a chance that they would be willing to allow Josh Rosen to be him. And the fact that he wins from the pocket as much as he does, and the fact that he has been that successful, and UCLA trusted him when they had not much of an offensive line because they had to, they had to rely on him. I don't know. I just think Josh Rosen has a lot more of a stake in the Bills game than than a lot of people might be thinking. I agree. I've basically narrowed it down to those two. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to get into striking distance for Darnold, which means it will come down to Rosen and Allen. Mm-hmm. And I think Rosen logically makes the most sense. You hear a lot of chatter. Uh, and again, we've talked about it a lot. Why would that even happen? Why would Brandon Bean let it get out? It's possible it was just an accident that, you know, they showed so much interest in the guy that people around the league took notice. Or perhaps they floated it out there, which they did last year about stuff. See Mitchell Trubisky and Pagula being accidentally uh, photographed at the UNC Pro Day. Pro Day. You telling me that was just a mistake, an error in judgment? Well, we haven't seen that level of smoke. True, here. true. So that's but the difference. They could push the name out there. Here's another theory. just to get they people could push to push the name out there because he's their fallback option sure and they want it to be able to frame it as he was our guy all along yeah so a lot of different ways there's a lot of different ways to look at it and we'll never we'll probably never really know the true answer of how these guys stacked up on their board but just logically and listening to them talk and how they how they've worked here in the last year how brandon bean has talked about the position I mean, Josh Rosen makes all the sense in the world. I know. He he embodies everything that Brandon Bean talks about when, when it comes to being a, a passer that wins. You know, a leader. I mean, his leadership style is a bit different, but, you know, the best ones kind of are sometimes. The pocket passing, he's by far the most purest pocket passer going. Um, you know, the accuracy, leading people, leading receivers. You know, going through his progressions. I mean, all he's of He's one of the only... All I think he might be the only guy that you'd feel totally comfortable with putting in right away. And they might need to because A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman are sitting there on the depth chart right now. So, I've... To me, I had Rosen going to the Bills in my final mock. That's, that's the one I'm going to stick with. Um, you know, maybe they can wait, afford to wait a little bit longer on it. I ended up having them move up to seven with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and actually keeping 22 because that's possible. I mean, Rosen's one of those guys who's apparently going to fall a bit. I mean, I guess we don't really know anything seeing as how Baker Mayfield is now locked in as the number one pick as of like seven o'clock this morning. But that said, you know, if, if they can afford to wait a little bit longer and keep one of their seconds, keep their second first, that is an ideal scenario for the Buffalo Bills where they can address two major needs with a first-round pick and come away with the guy that could potentially take this franchise to a new level at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think it's perfect if that's mm-hmm. how it plays out for them. I think the longer they can wait, I mean, if Josh Rosen's the fourth quarterback off the board of this group, 
I'm cool with that. I mean, you're not being desperate by going up to get him because nope. he is the real deal, I think. Mm-hmm. And same. You know, to go back to, you know, the the Josh Allen conversation, it the same thing to me. If you're going to pass on Josh Rosen because he had a couple of opinions, I mean, come on. Uh, it it would really be petty to hold that against him when like you said, a lot of these leaders are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers. I also love that they put Rodgers and Rosen in the same room for uh, for a couple of video features. That was just dynamite stuff. Because they look alike. Yes, they look alike, and they also are a lot alike in a lot of different ways. And I think he's fit to be a leader. All of his teammates seem to really like him. He also had an awful coach at mm-hmm. UCLA in Jim Moore Jr. <laughs> who threw him who, under the bus. If if his biggest flaw is that he questioned coaching when his coach was awful, then good. You know, I mean, unless you're really insecure as a coach, you should want to be challenged Mm -hmm. because the best quarterbacks are their coordinators equal. You know, they work in tandem together. That is such a good way to play. And, you know, it's not like a problem with authority. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's a partnership. After a while, I mean, I don't need, I couldn't, McDaniels is older than Brady, right? A little bit. I think so. I mean, but barely. So it's like, these guys are your equal, I think. And you're supposed to work as a team. And that means challenging each other now and again. And yeah, there's ways to do it. And Josh Rosen will learn to to do that. And I think he probably already has. You know, when he was 18 years old, and he called out Trent Dilfer and disagreed with him on something at the Elite 11, Yeah, that's a little bit mm-hmm. of a different story. But he was 18. At right. least he wasn't sending racist tweets. You know, I mean, let's compare the two. He was challenging somebody and trying to push himself intellectually on a football topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of the personality stuff with Josh Rosen is overblown. And another thing we're, we're really not talking about is the walkout songs were released. Oh. And Josh Allen picked Bon Jovi. Totally right. So you want to talk about dividing a fan base. That right in the, right there. I mean, he, d- he did a couple of things. One, he called them Buffalo Wings, which, you know, I know some people are like, ah, oh, that's fine. But a lot of Buffalo people will be like, no, <laughs> they're chicken wings. Or just wings. Damn it. <laughs> right. Or just wings. One of the two. Hi, Fritz. Picking um, Bon Jovi. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I know, and and now Bon Jovi, who was threatening to buy the franchise and move it, man, that is just one after the other. I don't know. These... He's going to have a lot to answer to <laughs> if he shows up at One Bill's Drive tomorrow for a press conference. If you don't ask him why Bon Jovi, I will. Um, that that's a that's a quite the pick. What which Bon Jovi song was it? I don't even was it Wanted Dead or Alive? Oh, which. Again, another another strike, but Good. I just me. I don't. It's tough for me. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's info I don't have. But I, when I look at it, Josh Rosen over is clearly over Josh Allen. I mean, are you being serious? Or are you talking about walk up songs still? Oh, walk up songs. I mean <laughs> that. I, I mean, very clearly, he's at the bottom of the list. A lot of people were giving. Uh, Sam Darnold a lot of flack because he picked Enter Sandman by Metallica, but 
I think it's an A-plus choice. That's a very process-oriented pick right there. I think that's a a really solid choice, but I hope he he got permission so that he's not uh, violating any sort of royalties with Metallica. They get a little sensitive about that stuff. But the the Bon Jovi thing, I don't know. I I mean, this guy's asking for it, I think. Uh, Just coming down, um, Ian Rappaport tweeted that Giants coach Pat Shermer told reporters that he's planning on picking at number two at this point, it seems like, one, there isn't a lot of interest in coming all the way up to two, and two, the Giants want to make the pick. And I would like to add probably three. Everybody knows that the Giants aren't going to take a quarterback, so why bother? I mean, it, if the Jets, why bother overpaying? If they're going to take Saquon Barkley, that just takes somebody off the board that not a lot of people were probably going to pick. And so, if they're shopping the pick, you know they're not taking a quarterback. Yeah. Because, right. you know, why would you shop the pick? It's the same argument when people say oh the, maybe the browns should trade and see who right. they can get it for it's like right. don't be stupid yeah. like just don't let anybody else dictate the future of your franchise yep. at the most important position but we are in agreement here that I, I just think josh rosen is exactly what this bill's franchise is looking for i mean you want to talk about brash personalities part of the i mean jim kelly was a pretty brash personality when when he was in his heyday here in Buffalo. People love that. And, you know, there's a lot of Bills fans who saw the clip of Rosen and Siciliano who tweeted at me, wow, that reminds me of young Jim. And, like, it's right. I mean, some of these, the best quarterbacks need to have an edge. And furthermore, from a, uh, just from an on-field perspective, it just seems like, He's the real deal for everything that they're looking for. I know the questions about the mobility and the injury history are there, and it needs to be talked about as the legitimate concerns about him. Because odds are, if he heads to the Bills, he's probably going to play in the first year, and their offensive line isn't in great shakes right now. So he might take a few more hits because he isn't able to escape the pocket as much as these other guys. However... It all boils down back to what Brandon Bean wants more than anything. And his first thing that he responds every time when he says, when he's asked, what do you look for in a franchise quarterback? His response is, you have to be able to win from the pocket. Is there any other quarterback in this year's draft that does that as well as Josh Rosen? The answer to me is no. And if you have that much of an advantage where you are going towards a passing league and you have someone who can open up windows just by sidestepping pressure calmly, collectively, coolly, that's the real deal in my mind. And that has the ability to make his teammates better. You want to talk about being let down by your teammates, to which Josh Allen kind of almost threw his teammates under the bus back at the Senior Bowl, if you remember, back when that whole thing happened. Um, I mean, he only threw 270 passes. How about Josh Rosen dealing with over 40 dropped passes by his teammates? Like, I think the only other teammate, offensive teammate of his that might be a first two-day pick is Colton Miller. And perhaps he might be even a little bit overrated in a, in a weak offensive tackle draft. His his running backs, his wide receivers, his tight ends, his tight end was abysmal. He dropped a ton of passes. So for a guy that continually brought up the level of play and the fact that they put up as many points as, as they did at UCLA – Look at the Bills roster. I mean, their offensive line isn't great. Josh Rosen, probably similar to what the UCLA dealt with last year. 
And then on top of that, the wide receivers aren't that great. <laughs> Welcome to Buffalo. See it again. The difference is they have LaShawn McCoy that can certainly take pressure off of him this year. So I look at Rosen. I think he is a dynamic and perfect fit for what the Bills are looking to do. Now it's just now it's just a matter of execution. And if they can only move up to seven, eight, and secure Rosen, do it in a heartbeat. Don't think. Do it in a heartbeat because I think that is the guy that can help take this franchise to the next level. Yeah, I think the only lingering question is, is Sean McDermott sold on the personality? And it's, I, I bet you Brandon Bean is. Brandon Bean, I don't even wonder. I feel like he would be oh, sold yeah. for sure. And hey, if it's Brandon Bean's pick, then you know he's the one who's... I guess they're both going to get fired if they don't get this right. But I think... Again, you'd have to be pretty insecure as a coach to not be willing to take on a Josh Rosen type and, in your life. And shouldn't you want someone that challenges you to be better anyway? Well, that's what I that's sort of my my point is you have to be pretty insecure to not want, you know, your quarterback. Think about who spends more time in the film room preparing than a quarterback. I mean, it's they're everything. They're your mm -hmm. franchise, you know, face. They're the guys doing the most work usually and they're the guys that have as much pressure and responsibility on them as anyone so why shouldn't they have a little bit more say on things I mean right after the coach and the GM the quarterback is the most important person in the building mm -hmm. and sometimes the quarterback's more important than those people mm -hmm. as we've seen across the league so if you can't handle that then get over it I mean because you're not winning without one of those guys without one of those guys that's willing to be, uh, you know, different and challenge you and think, you know, ask why, God forbid, uh, a guy that has, I mean, he's just a, a really, he's an interesting personality. Selfishly, I would love to deal with the guy because he's really thoughtful and, and introspective and, mm -hmm. you know, willing to, you know, actually say what's on his mind at times he might bark back but that makes you want iron sharp sharpens iron right that's something that sean mcdermott says but right? so why the heck not why wouldn't he like him if iron sharpens iron it would be a i, I can just picture him dealing with some of the questions that would get lobbed at him it would oh be, it would be great it would be pretty entertaining but beyond that on the field i mean yeah. this is the guy you want i think i what i come back to when i was ranking these guys and going through it was this is the guy that you know everybody talks about what can you fix and what can't you fix mm -hmm. this is the guy that there's not as much to fix with everything that you need to fix you can fix i mean he occasionally hangs onto the ball too long and that's when he'll make pretty bad decisions and turn the ball over name a quarterback who didn't do that at some point in his career almost all of all them. of these guys man you know, all I, of these guys make reckless decisions sometimes you don't that's part of it you don't have to fix his footwork you don't have to fix his throwing motion he's already farther along than every other quarterback in terms of mentally understanding what's going on what defenses are trying to do to him what it takes to keep an offense on schedule those are three big things. He throws with anticipation mm -hmm. better than any quarterback in this class. 
He's more accurate than everyone outside of maybe Baker Mayfield. Then why is it so hard? <laughs> that why is it so hard for people just to the, commit to the him? injuries and the personality yeah. are the two things. He took a beating at UCLA and didn't necessarily hold up. He can't escape the way Mayfield and Darnold and Jackson and Allen can. Other than that, I mean, yeah, you're not going to teach him to be Aaron Rodgers. That's where the the comparisons fall short because Rodgers is a bit of a creative, you know, elusive and scrambling type Mm -hmm. of quarterback. You're probably not teaching Josh Rosen to be that, but Tom Brady's not that. I mean, Phillip Rivers isn't that. There's a lot of these guys that aren't that. So again, if that's, if those are the biggest knocks, then if, if you're using the personality, then well, guess what? Josh Allen just picked Bon Jovi as his walk-up music. So now it's even. So take that factor out of it. I mean, just from every single front, I I just think Josh Rosen meshes perfectly with A, what they want out of a passer, B, what they want perhaps out of a person, and C, you know, what can possibly become with him. And and I don't know that they would necessarily have to give up the sun and the moon to go get them. So I, when I when I first did all this, I'm like, you know what? Josh Allen strikes me as the guy that that they if they can't get Sam Darnold because he's you know salt of the earth type of dude, then Josh Rosen might just be it. And lo and behold, Josh Rosen might just be it for in in total. Like he could be the top guy that they wanted all along. And I just think you stick him in there, you get him in Buffalo. I think fans would end up loving him instantly. I think they already do love him. There's no questions about it. He's going to step in. He's probably going to have a, a pretty solid level of success in his first year because that is what he's been trained to do. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. He is... He was a child prodigy as a tennis player and quite frankly a prodigy as a as a football player too. I mean topper and quarterback in his class. His I mean. brain is next level stuff. And I remember feeling similarly about Jameis Winston coming out of Florida State. The reason that made uh, what made him so dynamic was because he was able to look at look at the field as it was happening and diagnose things. And sometimes he would make stupid mistakes at Florida State. He still does it at Tampa Bay. But you know what? The fact that he has that mental edge and he can set things up and throw people open, it's the same deal with Josh Rosen. So to me, I just, I wouldn't overthink it. I think Josh Rosen should be the guy the Buffalo Bills take. And everything that Brandon Bean has said up to now just leads me right back to Josh Rosen. I understand arm strength is nice. Everything is everything like that. Mobility is nice. You know, being a little bit of a stronger frame is nice. Josh Rosen can get stronger. He can't get faster, unfortunately. Maybe a little bit, but he's not. that's not his game. But what he can do is he can get you additional yards from the pocket that any other quarterback in this class just couldn't. From the pocket, anyway. They would have to go out of structure. And I'm not sure they want out of structure. I think they want structure. And that's as much evidence as anything to me that Josh Rosen should and might just be their guy. And here's something. Uh, Go on. Jason Lacanfora, who has a dubious reputation here in Western New York, but I think is 
pretty well connected. Mm-hmm. Hears things and talks with Brandon Bean. Um, the Buffalo Bills did some late work on Josh Rosen, Lackham Forrest said, doubling back with people who know him well, going over his personality and how to reach him and connect with him. Hey-o. Lackham Forrest has the Bills trading up to number five with Denver to take him. So they're probably making sure they know how to get in touch with everybody. Mm-hmm. But the late work on people who know him and the personality – Josh Rosen I might, might just have to readjust my mock. I have I never did a final mock today. I had Allen on Monday, but I'm starting to starting to be convinced. But yeah. again, it's draft day, so yep. you never really know what the hell's going on. Might Josh Rosen be the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills? I'll tell you who else mocked him to the Bills. This guy. That's true. Fritz Biscalia of internet fame. I mean That might be the most telling uh reason yet to if, to put him there. If you missed it, just head over to Twitter and go to my feed. It's the first edition of Fritz Picks. <clears throat> Basing it off the uh, the popularity of it the first time around. Uh, probably will be doing it again in the season. Um, and I lined up seven cards. Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, um, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph, Baker Mayfield, and no QB. I put a treat on every single one of them. I let Fritz smell every single one of them. And I'll tell you what, he went over after I let him loose. He sniffed the treat over Josh Allen and then went to the Josh Rosen one. How about that? He smelled the tweets. He smelled the tweets. Isn't that incredible? This dog has a sniffer like no one's business. This smart boy. Good boy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love the idea of Josh Rosen for the Bills. I always have. And if it happens... I think a lot of Bills fans will be happy after today. But what's funny is, again, we live in this Twitter bubble. Twitter is going to be thrilled if Josh Rosen is the pick. Sure. Just like Twitter is going to riot if Josh Allen is the pick. True. And you might even just flip it for the non-Twitter. You know, Josh Allen seems like a big face. Facebook people would love him. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> And I think I'm going to quote Josh that on Rosen Twitter is the guy that, you know, those people might hate, you know, outside these walls. I, I don't know if I t- said this story on the podcast. I was out to eat and heard a bartender raving about Josh Allen. Uh, you know, he's six foot eight and all this, which he's not. <laughs> but I think the the common man who's not necessarily looking as obsessively at it as Twitter does might say, yeah, this guy's got, he's big, he's got a rocket arm, like, hell yeah, you know? And in a, in a different universe, you know, I think Josh Allen would actually fit in well here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the people. But I think it's kind of a funny dynamic that, you know, the people who are, it, both are polarizing. And I get the feeling that it's going to be one or the other who ends up here in Buffalo. So either way, we're going to have some drama. We're going to mm-hmm. have, some people split, but I think by the end of the night, the Bills are going to have a quarterback. And by tomorrow at this time, we'll be meeting him. And from there, we just talk about when the hell do they put him in. Right. And things get even more interesting from there. But I think they're going to get a quarterback. I think it's going to be one of the Joshes. But I'm leaning Rosen, but I could see either one. I still can't get over Josh Allen. Seems like Facebook would really like him. <laughs> 
Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. Have you read Facebook comments? <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong whatsoever. Oh man, tonight is going to be so much fun, everyone. I mean, odds are the Bills are going to move up to get a quarterback. Will they keep twenty-two overall? That's a big question that needs to be answered. Which quarterback will it be for? Um, I don't think they're going to get frozen out tonight, Matthew. I really don't. I think they're going to do what it takes to get up. And I honestly believe it's Josh Rosen. I really do. I've talked myself into it. There's there's no getting around it now. I, I've had Josh Rosen mock to the Bills quite a bit throughout this process, and I don't usually do that just because at the end of the day, it just makes all the sense in the world. So I think it, after today, call my shot. Josh Rosen is a Buffalo Bill. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm still torn on both these guys. I'm I'm going to stick with Josh Allen and and the madness that that would bring, but we've got what 6 hours? Yep. 6 and a half until the Bills are on the clock, so I reserve the right to I may throw up a final mock draft as I dig in deeper here, but uh um, Come on. But, I know you. But the uh <laughs> I've d- you are as nerdy as I am. I've done so many mock drafts that no matter what, You're I'm right. going to be right. <laughs> did you even have Mason Rudolph going to the Bills? At one point, I did. You stone-cold uh, savage. I think way back in the summer, I had Mike White going to the Bills, so I've got all my bases <laughs> covered. At one point, I had Ma- Baker Mayfield going number one, too. That was recent. Hey, now. So, um, like I said, I've got all my ba- – that is the beauty – when people say, why do you do so many mock drafts? It's so that I can be right. So you're about to go 32 <laughs> out of 32 is what you're telling yeah, me. if I piece it all together into one beautiful mock draft, <laughs> I've got to get, I don't know if I have time for another 2018 mock because i got to get rolling on a 2019 That's mock. true. Drew Locke <laughs> needs your attention right here and right now. All right, everyone. That is going to do it for us here on uh, the final pre-draft edition of the Bills Beat. If you are watching us on Periscope, thanks very much. Yes, I'm holding up a little... Uh, a uh, little chew toy for Fritz because he's been a very good boy uh, throughout this whole podcast. And uh, he picked Josh Rosen. So did I. And uh, maybe Matthew will too by the by the time 8 o'clock rolls around here. That's uh, certainly up for debate. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I just got a feeling about Josh Rosen heading to the Buffalo Bills. All right, everyone. It's going to be fun. 8 o'clock. And uh, be sure to follow along with us, both of us, on Twitter. And, uh, of course... After the fact, after the madness, probably recording at around 1, 2, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning by the time all our work is done. Um, we'll be recording a, a, a podcast so that way you can wake up, drive to work, and listen to it. Or listen to it throughout the day while you're at work. Or however you want to consume it. We'll, uh, we'll have that up for you first thing in the morning. All right. For Matthew Fairburn of NewYorkUpstate.com, my name is Joe Biscaglia. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you. Maybe the Bills have a franchise quarterback. See ya.